Riverside FM. You're listening to the 2400 Block Podcast with Johnny Roos. Hey, John Lou Diamond Phillips here, LDP in the house. How you doing, brother? Hey, guys, welcome to the episode, uh, impromptu episode. I'm so excited right now, I'm at a loss for words. It's 7.31 here, and over there in the Philippines, it's only 8.31 a.m. in the morning. Good morning to you <laughs> folks in the Philippines. It's good evening over here in Chicagoland. And uh, this is Johnny Rubes, and my special guest for today, he's a friend of mine's, and he is not just a videographer extraordinaire, no, he's also a, a guy uh, who, who's, who's great at podcasting, and not just that, he is a wonderful father. And most importantly, a, a wonderful human being. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The one, the only, Dave Allegra. Let's give him a hand. How you doing there, Dave? <laughs> How you doing, John? Oh man, that's doing that's good. uh Did you did you put that introduction together? Yes, did I you? did. <laughs> man, you're good, man. You're good. You're good. Man, I'm I'm proud of, first of all, I wanna I wanna tell everybody that I'm I'm proud to be on here and, and honored. I I've seen John when he first started just like maybe a year and a half ago. I, and I just uh-huh. see some growth. And that's the way you have to live. You've got to keep pushing forward. And, and I see persistence in what you do. And, and you're really inspiring me. So I'm, I'm honored oh, to you. be here. Yeah. Yeah. And you inspire so. me too. <laughs> so it's the best of both worlds. I, I, I try to do what I love to do, and hopefully that will uh, plant seeds in people that I connect with. And you've got to live life that way. You've got to pursue your dreams, pursue your passions, and, and um, you know, you're not promised tomorrow. So count your blessings every morning. Be thankful for what you have, and don't dwell on the things you wish you could have, because you can have those things too. It just takes, um, you know, work. And persistence and um, you know just be the best you can be um, because you know I've seen it uh, we're we're not getting any younger and uh, you don't want to regret it later on should have could have (laughs) so um, first of all you know how's the Philippines so far I know you've been there for like uh, the last few days well I'm gonna tell you one thing this is my third trip uh, within um, seven months, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've flown here. Um, I wow. think in January, and then um, mm-hmm. I had to assist my parents because they're a lot older, and they needed assistance to uh, to getting here. And then I left them here, and then flew back to the U.S. Um, and then maybe three months later, I think I flew back somewhere in April, and um, came back, hung out for about a week, and then flew back with them. So the first two trips were more of being with my parents. Um, I I didn't really do anything when I came to the Philippines. I I hung out at their home um, other than go to the mall, uh, which their malls are humongous, and then went back and and hung out with them. But I kept feeling like, man, I got to explore the place. Uh, I need to explore the Philippines. So when the opportunity came to come back and do a little bit of – some uh, work, business work, and then, um, you know, do some personal exploring, I, I said, let me, let me take that next jump and go for it, even though the travel is very brutal. <laughs> it, it takes almost uh, 24 hours to get here, and wow. it's, it's, it's a long flight, but it's, it's worth it at the end. 
you know. So I came here for a couple reasons. Um, you know, I, I I think the number one reason is to get re-inspired again about one personally um, with life in general. Um, you know, of course, um, not to get into uh, details, you know, of course, I'm still a grieving single father who just lost his um, his wife. And uh, I, I thought this, I, I know this trip was meant to be, it's one of those trips where, you know, uh, maybe leaving uh, your home and seeing different perspectives in lives, in people's lives, and to explore experiences that you've never experienced before will kind of uplift you again and, and to be inspired as an artist. So I told myself I'm going to become, uh, try, to, try to see if I can become a vlogger, which is be more in front of the camera than being behind it. And that is harder than you think. Is. <laughs> it, it, is, it is hard. I don't know, John, if you've ever tried it before, but to hold a camera in front of your face and not point it forward, but to point it to you while people are around you can be very unnerving. And uh, to get your thoughts together at that split moment is a skill set that takes time and practice. So you have got to be a storyteller. You've got to technically... Um, be not as discreet because sometimes you can cause attention on upon yourself. But I think the number one thing you shouldn't worry what people think. I think you got to get to that mindset where you know you're in a zone and it doesn't matter if you're. And really, people aren't paying attention. They might look at you and they're going to go along their way. But I've I've had a few young kids come up to me asking me, you know, are you a vlogger? Are you a vlogger? <laughs> and uh, and I said, no, not really. I'm a I'm a practicing vlogger. <laughs> so um, I think I, I've, I'm getting a little bit better. Uh, I think I have a lot of work to do. Um, and uh, it's just been a fun ride. I, I'm not going to take it too serious because just like you, I'm going to go from one point to the other. And I'll be able to look back and say, hey, that was how it, that's funny how I, how I used to do vlogs. And I've evolved into being a much better storyteller as a yeah. filmmaker. So yeah, that's, that's, and, and what a way to do it to be here in the Philippines, because wherever you look, there's something to talk about. There's, yeah. there's, I can walk out of this, this, um, this hotel, go down the street and I can start talking about something I see. It could be as simple as stray dogs walking the <laughs> streets because you don't see that in the, in America, you know, stray dogs walk. I mean, a pack of them, I mean, there was there was like twelve of them walking down the street. <laughs> they almost looked like Filipinos, Filipinos uh, <laughs> looking for food or something. But uh, yeah, you can turn a story into that if you want to. So yeah, yeah. Dave, <laughs> yeah. As yeah. as an artist, mm -hmm. I'm still. I admit, <clears throat> I know this is a breakthrough season for my podcast, but mm -hmm. there are times I'm still feeling uncomfortable in front of the camera. I have a feeling that I might mess up. Mm -hmm. I just got to get used to just seeing the camera lens. The last time I was nervous was <laughs> when I was an MC for, um, for mm -hmm. you know, Variety Tunes on some of their events back in the day. Yeah. And when the yeah. spotlight was on me and I had the mic in my hand, boy, that mm -hmm. was a scary moment because it was nothing but complete darkness and a, and a big, bright spotlight right on my face. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel you because, 
you still have that, uh, especially if you're self-aware about yourself, you have a sense of, um, yeah. you feel like all these eyeballs are looking at you. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very introverted, so I can, if I go in a room, I don't know if it's in my mind, but I feel like everyone's looking at me, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you start to clam up. So if you're, if you're becoming, if you're getting on the mic to talk, and that's public speaking, it could be very terrifying for someone who's just concerned about, you know, what do people think as you're yeah. talking? <laughs> but you got you to learn to get over that. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a process. And, and you'll be surprised. You know, you, you grow when you are uncomfortable. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be uncomfortable to move forward and to grow into something, whether, whether it's, it's, you know, playing the piano, if you're uncomfortable playing it in front of people, you got to keep doing it until it is comfortable, and then you move on yeah. to the next. And I think that's the same thing with our craft. You know, uh, fortunately, it's in the public eye. People are going to be looking yeah. at us, and we're afraid, you know, you know, is my hair okay? Is, am I talking right? Those go in your mind, and then all of a sudden, you're just stumbling and then, um, but you know, whatever, <laughs> just, you just, you just gotta, it's, it's, it, it'll naturally happen as you keep practicing. So, you know, looking at some of your, 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 uh, past, um, mm-hmm. podcast videos, I've seen, uh-huh. uh, you know, a glimpse of them on Instagram. Yeah. You're pretty good, yeah. man. I, I must admit that's, that's quite a departure from what you usually do, which is, you know, videography, yeah. you know, behind the camera and all. But, yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm, just you, I'm just gonna give you props for that, man. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, um, uh, you know, I, I think it all stemmed from when I had to do uh, sort of like a eulogy or a, like I had to go up and talk about my wife who just passed away, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very terrifying for me. You know, public speaking is terrifying at first, and you've got hundreds of people sitting there waiting, and and at the same time you're emotionally broken. So that was one of the defining moments for me because I said, you know what, and I mentioned it before, you know, there's nothing more fearful than knowing that, you know, you just lost someone and you watch someone, you know, um, pass away um, and that death is real. So then I put that perspective in my mind and it's like, well, then public speaking is nothing because that's, that's probably the ultimate fear for everyone is to die and that was for me so when i thought about that i said you know what i'm going to go up there and talk and it's going to come from the heart and and i was not i wasn't afraid to talk so after that a couple months later i said maybe i should get into podcasting or something and and the the uh, counselors weren't really helping me because when you go to counseling you're mm-hmm. releasing your thoughts and your 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 you know, the things that, that are bothering you and, and you're trying to put things together, make things make sense. Podcasting is the same thing because you're, you're having a conversation with somebody and you're sharing your, your thoughts and, and that releases, you know, um, any anxiety. For me, it, it did. So I would say the podcasting was really for my therapeutic you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, healing at that time. I never wanted to, other than I love audio because it allows me to tell stories, but really that's what got me through um, when I first got my, my podcast machine. I had to turn that on and just talk with somebody. Yeah. And that was my counseling for me. 
<laughs> it's also yeah, it's like a yeah, form yeah. of therapy. You know? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, rather um, rather than you know staying quiet, rather than you know keeping mm-hmm. away from everyone, at least you, mm-hmm. you kept up. Mm-hmm. You're on the mic. You did yeah. your thing. Mm-hmm. Being loud. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The things you share, you never know if that might help others, right? Or if mm-hmm. it, um, you know, people, you know, might watch it and say, you know what? I, uh, for the things you have said, it made a difference. In, it made a difference in my life. So, you know, why not? You know, um, why not be transparent and share, you know, the things you're going through just to help others? And and it helps me at the same time, right? Because again, it's releasing; it's not bottling it up. So even talking to you now is helping me; uh, is getting me more inspired. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I love it here in the Philippines. Um, you know, coming here in the Philippines, it 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 allows me to see how people live and people mm-hmm. here. They're all happy. I mean, I just met a. Um, I forgot his name. I, I ran into a kid in the mall and I was just sitting down and then I, he just sat next to me and then I just started talking to him and I asked him, you know, what, what I did is I, I, I went in my wallet and I pulled a, a U.S. dollar and I handed it to him and I said, have you ever seen that before? And he's like, his eyes just lit up. He's like, that's a U.S. dollar. So I said, you can have it. It's, it's a souvenir from the U.S. And then we just started talking, and he was trying to teach me Tagalog. And, um, you know, as I got into his backstory, he, you know, he's a young kid. He's like, I mean, 25 years old, and he's been jobless. He can't find a job. It's kind of hard to find opportunity here in the Philippines. So, but he was happy. That's the main thing. Everyone's happy, and, and uh, uh, you know, there's a, just a different vibe here in the Philippines with and that's the beauty of this location, of this country, is that yeah. uh, people are happy. But at the same time, you got to keep your guard up too, you know, yeah. <laughs> because you know a happy place it does it can have a dark place too. You know, you can't trust everybody. Um, you know, so did, um, <laughs> did anyone like notice that you're American speaking Filipino? Well, here here's the funny thing. Uh huh. I could walk around and everybody looks like me, uh-huh. but for me, I, I completely feel out of place. It's the weirdest thing. And you can hear people speaking Tagalog, and especially as I start talking. So I was waiting, I was waiting in line to pay for my, my soda or something, and then mm-hmm. um, I started talking to the cashier if they had something. Then everybody in line turned their heads and started looking at me. And they looked at me not with an ugly look, but with a like a curiosity. Yes. Yeah. Be- yeah, because and and then I started noticing my own accent because everyone's accent is Filipino. Here, I'm starting to feel like, man, I sound so country. <laughs> <laughs> because now I'm aware of like the the difference in in uh, language, but yeah, I told myself, you know what? When I go back to the states, I'm going to do my best. And I wish I did it earlier. I'm going to do my best to learn Tagalog as much as I can and, and keep practicing. Man, I got to learn with yeah. you, dude. I got to learn with you. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, it, it would be a great thing to learn. Uh, and um, 
they got this terminology that uh, if you talk too much English, you're mm-hmm. making you make their nose bleed. Because yeah. I, I've had some, yeah, some Filipinos say, yeah, you're making my nose bleed. So I've tried to think about what does that mean? That means kind of like, you know, when your nose is bleeding, you're trying too hard to keep yep. it from bleeding. So maybe they feel like they're trying too hard to speak English to match your level of English. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, 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 I need to learn Filipino, Tagalog. But the crazy thing, and, and here in the Philippines, there's so much dialect, you know, different variations of the Filipino language, you know. Um, so you can go from one island to the other, and they're speaking a completely different language, but it's still Filipino. I was about to ask you that one. Um, yeah. I was about mm-hmm. to ask you that next. Um, mm-hmm. When you were, when you, were um, <clears throat> you know, growing up, did your mm-hmm. parents ever spoke to you in the language? And then you no, back in English. I mean, they could because I understand it. But I think when you are around your parents and they're having conversations with each other, you you mm. know what they're talking about, and then you can say, "Hey, so what happened to the car? You know what happened? You know, you know they're talking about a they're talking about yeah. a particular. It, it's like it's weird. So you're around it so many. And then you got family members who speak Tagalog, so it's mm-hmm. you know you know you're familiar with what's being said, but you're right, you can't speak it. Yep. You can't uh, accurately speak it as an American, born American Filipino. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I, maybe I, I have Rosetta Stone in Tagalog. I'm oh, that nice. box. Ha- yeah, we only I only used it once, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use it when I get home. <laughs> you know what we gotta do. And we we, we yeah. incorporate into an, a future episode sometime. Mm-hmm. We should like just try to pronounce Tagalog throughout the entire podcast. Imagine that. <laughs> and sound and sound funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure but everyone it, it, would be laughing. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think Tagalog has a little bit of Spanish in it. I I took Spanish in uh, high school, mm-hmm. so um, like even my last name is Allegre. It means happy. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, and that's it's, exactly uh, who you are, Dave. You you always kept <laughs> that smile, dude. I try to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But going back to the Philippines, I I, I came here and um, I was coming here definitely for healing, the, uh-huh. to tell you the truth. But I came here for work too. But I came here to um, to get back into my inspiration again, and, and that's filmmaking. Um, I'll be. I'll give you the honest truth. Going back into it after taking such a long break has been very difficult because um, one, you know, the the technology has changed a little bit. Um, but two, I'll be very honest. I'm rusty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I I went to. I was walking around the city the other day here, and I didn't know where to point the camera. And normally, mm-hmm. I know myself. By instincts, I know where to go and what to capture. I just will look for it or and even how to frame the shot and how to move it. So for the first time, I'm like, I don't know what to tape. <laughs> and that's the thing. If you it's like a muscle, anything's mm-hmm. like a muscle that and, and there's a little bit of talent there, too. If you got the talent, it'll come quicker. But yeah, you've got it. You've, you've got to continuously practice or it will slightly fade 
and it might be it might take some time to get back. It's like riding a bike again. So I'm I'm at that stage. But I um, when I was at home trying to get back into my work again because I have to get back to work. I gotta provide for my kids. It just was very difficult. I don't know if there was a little combination of still that sadness of dealing with grief, um, and grief has a lot to do with it. So this trip was so important to go to and to um, just be, you know, be re-inspired again because there's a palette of things I can film, but how to do it is is has been a little bit of a, a challenge for me, and I'll be honest with that. And then. Also, um, vlogging, like I said, vlog, being a vlogger and talking on camera versus pointing a camera and documenting is a completely beast by itself because, again, it, it deals with communication skills and, and, and not only learning how to communicate on camera and, and give your thoughts, but to create a beginning and middle and end. And, uh, and also, you need to educate yourself with what you're vlogging about because yeah. I think I I went to a location. I think they had monuments and everything. I didn't. I know it was a historic place, but I'm walking around with a camera and I don't even know where I am. I'm like, oh, there's a statue here. So you have to do your pre-investigation and <laughs> yeah. what you're some going to talk about. As to where you're going. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I learned that a lesson. That lesson and um, the uh, again, um, I did mention before you had. You have to, uh, if, it's, especially if you're a one-man band filming, you've got uh -huh. to be very light in your equipment. So I invested in, in smaller cameras, and um, I even got a, um, wish I have it here. I got this uh, 360 camera here. Oh, this nice. Is, uh, yeah, you've got you to get one of these. It's an Insta360 X3. So really, you can hold this in any position, and it's, it's getting everything around you. Oh, and no. the coolest thing you put it you put a stick on it and you hold it in front of you mm -hmm. it will the software will eliminate that stick and it looks like someone's filming you like it's, it feels, it looks it, it it's got that look like a drone is following you um so these little tools here have made my um my job both uh a little bit easier because now I know I'm capturing everything but at the same time people don't know I'm capturing them and it's it's also inspiring me because I'm I'm also excited about technology and I love I love gadgets you know yeah. bottom line so that makes things fun too so I'm I'm doing my very best to um, pump the well again and get that spark going again um, because I know it's still inside of me and uh, you know going back to that motto you know you're not promised tomorrow you gotta. You got to push your 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 passions and dreams and 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 do it on your own terms. I've always believed yeah. that, and um, yeah, be be fearless and uh, I hate to say it, be shameless. Don't don't worry about what people think because really, you know, that's you know if they have opinions yeah, actually, or that's like yeah. the artist mindset right there, dude. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you know that you. Don't don't look for haters, but if if you do have haters, really what you're doing is you're you're really putting yourself out there, and it means you're 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 um yeah you're you're progressing. I think Denzel Washington said, "If you don't have haters, you're not trying hard enough." Yep. So again, that's not my that's not my goal is to go find haters, but it's it's a gauge of that you 
you must be doing something that's out of the ordinary. <laughs> just, just, just yeah. go all out, you know, unashamed. Mm-hmm. You got to do, mm-hmm. you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're creating an art form and it could be perceived <clears throat> in a different way. People will like it. People will not like it. Yeah. And, and you're not going to satisfy everybody. You know, it's mm-hmm. not about being, you know, I, I, what happened, I think for me, my insecurity is I remember being in elementary school and worrying about, you know, I was very shy and worrying about what people thought and, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, super sensitive. So as you're, as, a, as an adult, it's a little bit still there. So you, you're kind of worried about, you know, what's people going to think if I post this? You know, or you start to overanalyze things. I, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like, you know, I don't like how it's edited, or I don't like my hair that day, or it's not in good lighting. But you know what? What it comes down to is, is the message. You know, and and I think people like on you know, things to be authentic. Anyways, it doesn't have to be yeah. perfect. So I'm I'm learning I'm learning to gravitate towards that and and not let um, perfectionism stop me because you can miss the train yep. you know if you're if you know next thing you know it's just sitting on your hard drive for months and months and never see the day of light right <laughs> and then you forgot what is this oh shoot this is something i was working on i should have shared it a long time ago <laughs> speaking but, yeah. of sharing dave why don't we share <laughs> some of the uh the shots and uh we'll share it with the viewers mm-hmm. We'll be uh, tuning into this episode. Let's, mm-hmm. let's show what you have here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give me one second. <laughs> and we have a screen. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. That's the first show. Mm. So I try. I was telling the driver if he can kind of speed up because here in the Philippines they have uh, tricycles or they have these, I mean, they have all kinds of makeshift vehicles attached to motorcycles and they even have these e-bikes they, they look funny i mean when you first come here you're like man that's just a funny looking thing to ride on but the funny thing not the funny thing but you don't see it this this mom here is holding her infant in her lap and they're going really oh. fast they're going i mean they're zigzagging so i i should have did the video part of it but you know, to me, I'm like, man, that's kind of dangerous. You know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have my kid on my lap going, you know, 70 miles per hour on a on a tricycle. But that's normal here. And I guess there's no regulations and they have no helmets. So I just, you know, I just wanted to kind of show, you know, the the difference between, you know, what people do here and what's, you know, not allowed in the U.S. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So now, hopefully I'll, I'll capture something like that again. And, oh, beautiful capture there, Dave. Beautiful capture. Yeah, that's that's uh, Palawan. So that was a hidden uh-huh. beach. I forgot the name of the, uh, the island. I, I did some drone shots there. But we mm-hmm. literally had to, uh, I think it was, I don't know, it was like an hour drive to go through the mountains just to find this, this hidden uh, gem. I mean, the water is so blue. I mean, it's bluer than blue and turquoise um and it was nice and warm that day and everything is cheap i mean here in the philippines your your u.s american dollar just goes a long way yeah your um right now the exchange rate is like 56 56 pesos to a dollar so i mean i was eating synagogue um crab legs um 
I mean, uh, mango shakes, um, buko drinks. Mm. It, it was just a big meal, and it was like less than ten bucks. It was just crazy. And then, like these huts here, you can rent them for like four dollars for the whole day. And I'm saying U.S. dollar. Yeah. So in pesos, it's it's a, you know, four times fifty six. You know, to them that's a lot. Maybe for the locals it might be a lot, but for us Americans who bring our American dollar, it's just, man, you do live like a king with your money when you come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> wow, look at is, you. That the, is that the video <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> same thing Palawan so um, yeah. you know I try to sometimes I have to hand my camera to people to take pictures so I, selfies I guess uh -huh. um, yeah <laughs> looking, looking like a king alright <laughs> on to the next one <laughs> oh nice yeah, they got the palm trees. So they also had ATVs. Um, uh -huh. What was it? Renting an ATV for like, uh, like less than ten bucks, for you know. So we oh, went. Wow. I have video of that too. I'll have to get you the video. But we're just zipping down up and down the coastline. So that's um, the track right there, huh? <laughs> Where they're at. Yeah, I think that might be the track. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge beach. Yeah. It's a beautiful place. People people don't realize the Philippines is a beautiful place. I mean, sometimes you only see kind of like the poverty that's over here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a twin beach club. You can probably go in there and get a feed your whole family for less than thirty bucks. Trying to zoom in on the sign here. <laughs> I should have got the <laughs> sign. I got to show you the. I mean, you know, you know what's so cool in the Philippines? They have probably everything every uh everything you would want from popeyes to kentucky fried chicken to mcdonald's and the funny thing is they serve everything with rice so you can go to mcdonald's and get a big mac with a side of rice that's <laughs> it's just so funny but they got everything here you you would think that the philippines is a, is antiquated or behind when it comes to like food and their malls, oh my God, their shopping malls, it makes, uh -huh. and I hate to say it, it makes Lynn Haven look like 7-Eleven. So they apparently have, like, I think they have, like, one of the biggest mega malls in the entire world. Uh -huh. It's number five. And then they think there's another mall that just recently got built. It's, like, the third biggest mall in the entire entire world also. And I'm thinking, like, man, here in the Philippines... But you know what's so funny? If you go to um, a mall in the U.S., it's not as crowded on a weekday. Mm -hmm. But I just went to the mall yesterday. It was like it was Christmas up in there. I mean, literally, shoulder to shoulder, there's everybody, like, in the mall being together. And <clears throat> I would contribute that to, you know, Filipinos. They're, they're very family-oriented, so they want to be together and experience things together. So I think the mall is the location where they family gets together and, and food is the theme when it comes to these malls. It, it's not the clothes, it's food. They've got everything from Japanese to Mexican food to um, definitely Chinese food to Filipino food. It's, it's everywhere from every idea. level. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Twin Beach Club. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> so the, that's that's a that's called a tricycle. So it's like it's 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 a motorcycle with uh, it's kind of like I, I don't know it's like a hybrid car, but yeah. Literally, these things are zooming in and out all over the place in the in in any location in the Philippines. And what you do is you just ask these drivers that are waiting around and say, "Hey, can you take me down the street? You know, uh-huh. um, to the mall." And you you literally get in it and you're off to go. And it, they're fun to ride in because they're kind of bumpy. But um, this tricycle here is in Palawan, which is uh, in a different location. These, I don't know what they did, but I, I did a short video where, if that's you look at Nissan. it, it has, <laughs> yeah, they, they put a Nissan bumper on it, but they have one that's like a Lexus. They have oh, another wow. one that's, um, they got all the car brands. They got Toyota. <laughs> and and they, I think they hand-shaped it. They make, sh- they completely sculptured it with their uh because i asked the driver like how, mm-hmm. who builds these things and they said we do so it, they're funny looking when you first see them but they're fun to ride in and so for like a hundred pesos which is um like two dollars i mean you they'll mm-hmm. drive you at one end of the city to the other you know if you need to get somewhere <laughs> So what I did, I, I took my, uh, I'll share the footage. I think that's what I sent you. I stuck my 360 camera in the inside and I got that perspective of what it feels like to ride in one. Oh, and then I, I mounted, I mounted it again on the outside. So I, I need to share you that footage. So you, so the viewers can feel like they're in there riding, uh, a tricycle without, you know, really riding mm-hmm. one. So they're cool. I like them. Oh. By, by the size, uh, looking at the size, it looks like yeah. a smart car almost, huh? It does. It does. Yeah. And and I, I might have a picture from the back end. You'll see the bumper, the lights. Like if it's a, if it's a Mercedes, it will have the Mercedes lights oh. on the back. <laughs> this one took me to yeah. another thing. Yeah. I don't know. This, looks, oh, this looks beautiful, whatever that is. Yeah, that's where I'm actually staying right now. So it's um, – oh, nice. Yeah, so downstairs, you know, uh-huh. you can you can go down there and eat um, breakfast, and the, you know it's so funny because they're serving synagogue for breakfast on on the menu. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 everywhere, man. You can get you can eat well over here, but you know what's funny? I what I notice food is such a central component of this culture. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see a lot of um, obese people walking around here in the Philippines. I'm like, what? Maybe, maybe because they're walking a lot in the mall or something, <laughs> getting their exercise. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of interesting to see that. You know, there's. But maybe but they're the eating. weather's got something to do with it. It could be. It could be the weather, or maybe everyone's so happy that. But you, you know, see, sometimes there are some, you know, bigger people over there. Yeah, you, and, I, and I, I don't mean to put that woman on the spot. I'm just looking at this lady yeah. that's sitting on the on the on the chair right now. See, that's a I fair. Mean, that's uh huh. Yeah, you, I mean, you you'll see foreigners, you know, um, oh, coming okay. in and Americans. So probably an American, 
Yeah, right. but I would say eighty percent of I don't I don't know what it is. It's like I don't see anyone overly obese in this country. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm assuming their their size, the size of their clothing, will probably be different compared to us in America. So like maybe yes. an extra large is really a medium there. <laughs> you know? Yes, I had I had to. Uh, I was buying a shirt and it was an extra. Mm-hmm. It was a large, but the thing was small. <laughs> so I think Asian Asian size is different, right? Yeah. I'm. I'm I, that's what I, I found that the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the same um goes with some of the clothes that I bought, and they're like the super dry brand. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I bought like a shirt that was supposed to be like you know large, but it felt like a sweater. yeah. So I had to go back to the store yeah and exchange. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because Asians are built different. They're, yeah, they're, I think so too. You know, they are. We are smaller people compared to the American counterparts. Yeah. American people are just a little bit bigger frame. You know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Is this yes. where you're at right now? Yeah, that's a pool. But that—that's nothing compared to the one in Palawan. The one in Palawan, it was. Um, it was like infinity pool. It looked like it was mm-hmm. going off of the edge. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> this yeah, this is in the middle of Manila, and they have another. It was I stayed at the Hilton, Paris Hilton um, location, and they have a a mini. It's called a mini Barakai. So uh-huh. it's a beach. It's a beach with. It's a pool area, but it's it's got uh, artificial waves and it. it's got white sand and everything. So I have footage of that too. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write a, a shot list for you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it looks like Italy. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the shopping malls that they just started building here. That's. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Italy. Italy is in the Philippines. <laughs> they got Italy that's in the nice. Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it at night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, Manila is is like New York. It's pretty mm-hmm. modern. And then you, when you go outside of Manila into the provinces, you kind of start feeling the countryside of the Philippines. But you kind of start seeing more of the um, somewhat of the poverty, you know, mm-hmm. areas of the Philippines. But when you come into Manila, you completely feel like you're in in the U.S. because they they are they they are as modern as anything here, or even grander. Like I said, their malls are humongous, and they got everything under the sun that you would want over here, and for a much better price. I mean, you can get like a haircut. What? How much did I get a haircut for? I got a haircut for six bucks, but it included a massage, a neck massage. It included. Uh, it was just like they took their time and then the whole, um, the whole bundle. And I mean, it's just yeah. like, what? And then I tipped the guy. Um, I doubled my the tip and he was just surprised. And I said, I said, you know, don't worry, because what you did is is like 20 times more in the U.S., <laughs> <laughs> you know, the type of service you provided. So, yeah. yeah. And from what I've heard, a lot of people retire here. You know, oh, a lot of retires. Oh, that's uh, I, the Jeep. yeah, I took 
if you don't know, um, for the viewers, uh, a jeepney is like a, um, it's like a bus that looks like a tin can. Um, but it looks like a jeep too. And uh, they, they put a lot of personalities in these vehicles. They add like emblems and colors. So it's, it's very festive looking on the outside. Um, I'll have to share a picture of that. But yeah, you get on this thing and I mean, they pack it up, you know, your shoulder to shoulder. And I think there was not a, even enough room and people were hanging on the outside. These uh -huh. two teenagers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, is that safe? But they were just hanging on and, and uh, the jeepney driver was taking his route, and um, I was on my way um, from the mall writing this. But I, I wanted to experience what it's like to be in one of these things, which um, there's no air conditioning, but it's 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 a fun thing to ride. So yeah, yeah. I think these uh, there's a lot of kids in there because they're coming from school. Yeah, there's uh, just one of the food places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> so that <laughs> that Ubi. <laughs> yeah. So this this is funny. I went to the movies last night to watch um um Mission Impossible. So mm. get this. I was I was shocked, right? So right before I went, I said I gotta sneak food in because food is probably expensive. So I saw this this little ubi uh, dessert, and if you look at it, it's sixty five pesos. So that's like mm -hmm. a dollar, like a dollar and some change. But man, that thing was so delicious. But I snuck it into the movie theater. But here's the thing: I went to the movies and uh, bought the ticket. The ticket was like six bucks, and then I went to the concession stand. I know here in America, you know, popcorn and drinks and everything. That's where they make their money, and that's probably the most expensive thing you're going to be spending money on. So as I was um, picking the popcorn, I got we got this bucket of popcorn, and I kind of I'm always calculating things. I'm like, man, that was like <laughs> what two bucks for that big popcorn? And then I ordered um, drinks, um, and then that it, it just all came down to like five bucks for everything, for the food, popcorn, and and. But the funny thing is the guy, the, once I bought it, the guy looked at my ticket and he says, oh, you're supposed to get a complimentary popcorn and a drink with your ticket. So he handed me, he handed me a bottled water and another jug of um, popcorn or a pack. And I'm like, man, I shouldn't have bought this. But it's so funny. Your, your ticket prices come with popcorn and drinks. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this is so. And then you get to watch Mission, Mission Impossible. And one of the coolest theaters, I mean, they've got these these seats. And I took a picture of it. It's a leather seat, and you can uh -huh. you push a button, and it just, it just relaxes. And it's so spatial between, like, if you bring a date, you have two people. It's spatial between you and the other people. So you literally have a partition where you aren't people. You're really, like, you're, you're not bothering others. Even if you start talking, it's just... It's just so cool. It's, it's just they're up to date and everything, and the sound and everything. They got IMAX theaters over here. Oh, it's nice. just man, but it's so funny, like how uh, Western movies Filipinos are watching them, and it's all in English. <laughs> you know, but of course Hollywood. You know, we, yeah, I would make one of the best movies in the world here out of the U.S. 
So, but yeah, that was that was that's uh, that's that one lonely Ubi snack. I would see there's a snack mm-hmm. bar right there. Mm-hmm. So, so when you go to the snack bar, you're going there to get your free snacks that come with your ticket. <laughs> okay, I'm there you go. The prize here. <laughs> so okay, so that one thirty there. So for that mm-hmm. tub of of ice cream is like two dollars, two dollars mm-hmm. and some change. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then right there that one seventy five you can get a or for pesos ninety five you can get like less than a dollar for a hamburger, and then they got a meal. Look at that hot dog meal for two ten. I can see it two ten. So that's like yeah, four bucks, and it comes with a drink, hot dog, and I think I think fries, everything. But in America, that clearly would be like nine bucks, nine yeah. to ten bucks. <laughs> but so I'm getting the thing, I'm, yeah. The thing yeah. that amazes me, Dave, mm-hmm. is that the hot dog and the drink are still a dollar fifty at Costco. 1985 prices. Yeah, that's 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 probably the nearest you're going to get to uh, yeah, Filipino that's... Filipino prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. That, so that was last night. Um, Mission Impossible. Did you did you like Mission Impossible? There you go. See, you know what? I'm I, I fell asleep like. Three times. Oh, really? And it's not, it's not that I, I didn't... I, w- I was tired, actually, yeah, but... I was about this, to say this, that. The, the seats are so comfortable, mm-hmm. you're going to fall asleep. <laughs> That's the was, drawback was it, was when you... Leather seating? Yes. Hmm. And it was just... Uh, you felt like you were sleeping in a bed, and I was just like... You know, I, I dozed off and then woke up. Look, oh, what's going on now? But it's, I think that's a drawback if you're just too comfortable sitting in yeah. a theater. But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I ordered this tub of, of uh, popcorn, and then they handed me these two. I'm like, I didn't order these two. No, it's like, no, it comes mm. with your ticket. It comes with your, like, what? So then they started handing me, like, a drink. And I'm like, oh, so for $6, you get a movie, to get to watch a movie, and then you get your, your snacks that come with it. So I shouldn't have mm-hmm. ordered... <laughs> does, it actually show, does it actually show up on your ticket, like free popcorn, complimentary yeah. popcorn? Complimentary, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and they got okay. some nice theaters here. I mean, just like I said, they got the IMAX theater. and. Mm-hmm. So my perception as a kid when my dad would talk about the Philippines, and I was wrong. Oh, there you go. I was wrong was that... You know the Philippines is antiquated because you 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 hear about stories of your parents not having everything when they were young. Yeah. So your perception is like, oh, when I come visit the Philippines, there's just, we're gonna have nothing, which is true. You're not gonna have toilet paper, and I'll tell you that a little bit later. But um, <laughs> just you you come here and you realize, man, this country has they got it going on when it comes to. Uh, to uh, technology and and infrastructures and and things. I mean, they got everything under the sun that you would want to do here, from zip lining to just everything. You can ask for it, and then they have it somewhere, and even better and cheaper. Yeah. 
everything <laughs> at your disposal. Yeah, clothing, everything. You know, so yeah, that this is a thing. Yeah, seating. They've got this table there. They've got I don't know, that little thing there is like a light. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? You're gonna read? You're gonna read a book while you're watching a movie? <laughs> I don't know. It's just pretty. And if you look, there's not a lot of seating, so there's a lot of they allow spacing so that you're not really yeah. um, interfering with anybody. It's almost like you're on your own mm-hmm. there. So yeah, that was pretty cool last night. Hey, do they have those yep. kind of seatings where you're kind of like feeling the shake? Yeah. I don't know, but they had buttons. They probably do. I should have pushed uh-huh. every button to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean feel vibrations of the movie or just to feel? Yeah. I, I don't know what they call those. Is that called like 4D seating or something like that? Where you're feeling, oh. you're just watching, and then you're also feeling the the scene where, you know, there's like a chase scene yeah. or something's yeah. rumbling. You feel that while you're yeah. sitting down. No, 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 I, I, I would think that would have it because they had multiple buttons. But I know what you're talking about. It's kind of like the when you went to Bush Gardens. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then uh, you watch a show and it'll vibrate. Yeah. According to the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sprinkle water in your face, like. Yep. Because. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was, but it just intrigued me. Like, that thing looks like a spaceship, but I'm assuming that was a hotel. <laughs> yep, and that's on the outskirts of uh, the shopping mall. Wow, that looks interesting. Yeah. Interesting architecture. Yeah, I mean, this, this city has... I mean, they have, like, up-to-date... Mm-hmm trendy things there's um i haven't been there yet there was a nightclub that um one of my friends went to over here uh-huh. and i didn't go it was too tired and i don't know what area in the manila it was but they said nothing but um lamborghinis and ferraris pulled up mm. yep and and these were young kids and some yuppies were coming in and clubbing and and they had a dress code and everything but um you would not think something like this exists in the Philippines. It's just like, okay, this is, this is like New York over here. <laughs> you know, and, and in my mind, I'm like, I wouldn't think there would be like, you know, like a Lamborghini going down the street when, you know, you got jeepneys and, and tricycles, you know, oh, zooming all over. Um, this one's your cover photo on your Facebook, right? I saw that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's Palawan. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, uh, island hopping. Yep. Oh, very clear water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super clear. So, th- it's cool, these island hopping trips. You, um, They take you to every island, and you get the... You could jump off cliffs, or you can um, go canoeing, kayaking, or you can snorkel. Um, yeah. And it's pretty cool. And then they, they offer... Um, I think the trip offered, like... Um, like lunch, so mm-hmm. we had lunch on an island, and it was just fun, and met other foreigners. So I met some uh, Australian foreigners, you know. Then you met, like, maybe Australian Filipinos? You're a Australian no, what, 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 who I did meet was when I was, when I was uh, waiting, at, uh, waiting in line again, this uh, Caucasian guy 
was um, buying his stuff, and I think he's from Australia, and he was speaking Tagalog. Like, it sounded like, I mean, fluently, and I was like, man. Oh, fluently? Not with an Australian accent? No, it just, it sounded like our parents were talking, and I'm like, man, if he could speak it, I could speak it too. (laughs) You know, I noticed there were some, um, there's some European bloggers too in the Philippines, and they they start Mm -hmm. speaking the language, and they start, you know, doing their blogging thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, that could be uh, a great thing to to have is to speak the language. Because if whatever country you're speaking and you visit, it, it'll give you an advantage. Because, uh, you know, there there is a uh, communication break when I have to ask for something <laughs> when I'm here. Another yeah, wonderful just... capture you got here. Yeah, this doesn't do any justice. I, I can't wait to look at the drone footage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't some... wait to look at that. Yeah. Yeah, so if you if you look here you can go between these these little tiny mountains and there's there's a lot of stuff going on in there. There's like little coves and caves mm-hmm. that you you can kayak in and little areas you can go swimming. It's just an amazing country to uh to have fun if you're vacationing. They, apparently, they you know I, they probably have one of the most beautiful beaches in the entire world over here. Yeah, from what I heard, but you never hear about it <laughs> unless you're Filipino. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could play the video. Yeah, that's just in front of the I mall. Wish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. By the way, did they uh, start putting any Christmas products out there yet? Or Christmas no. ornaments? No. Okay. Because I know that's no. in September. Oh, it does. Hmm. Yeah. For Filipinos, they start celebrating Christmas in September and, you know, hmm. it keeps going. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that it's, it's an amazing place. It's, it's fun to be here during, during uh, Christmas season Puerto Princesa yeah so that's the airport we landed in and mm-hmm. um, from there I had to jump on a uh, like a um, a van and it yeah. takes like almost six hours you got to zoom in and out zigzag mm-hmm. through mountains to get to uh, to El Nido which is uh, which is the resort area the, the the thing you just saw with the blue water uh-huh. and everything so yeah. So airport, six hour ri- ride. Hoping you don't get car sick. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's more of the princessa. Yeah. Yep. And apparently, this is the cleanest um, province in the in the Philippines. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. They 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 take it serious. I mean, there's a guy mopping outside, and they don't take trash lightly. <laughs> you better throw your trash away, like and and I noticed that it's very clean compared to when you you're arriving from Manila, which yeah. is a little bit yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he's mopping yeah, outside. Cleaning. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy was mopping again later on. I'm like, can you just mop that? <laughs> There you go. It's 
the uh, tricycles. Yeah. Motorcycle car. If you see the back, I don't know. That's I don't know if they take the lights off of real cars and mount them on there. <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Filipinos are pretty innovative in some funny ways, but it's 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 unique. It's it's nice. It I mean, it's you know, it's it, there's no there's no limitations of what you can do here. <laughs> and it's acceptable as long as it's you know it's not hurting they anybody. Like going to junkyards and get these parts or something? Hmm. Probably, or they order. Maybe they order tail light. You can yeah. order tail lights out of Amazon, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah lots of sleeping. Uh huh. You know, so. You'll find people sleeping uh, in different places under the sun. Even the dogs are sleeping on the streets and stuff. So, yeah, oh, souvenirs. That's wonderful stuff. Yeah. 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 So the, this guy here, he was asking me, he was telling me his story that he, um, he just got out of prison after 30 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he served a long time. And um, so these souvenirs here are made by prisoners. So I guess he started he, when he got out of the out of jail. He started his own organization or company, um, and uh, you know, souvenirs. And and when he told me his story, I started buying a lot because I wanted to support him because the money or the proceeds um, goes back to you know, some of the prisoners who need things like toilet paper and uh-huh. toothpaste and, you know, essentials. So, yeah. And they're all handcrafted. So I have a bunch of souvenirs I can send you. <laughs> did you, did you buy uh, one of each here? Yeah, I, I grabbed, I grabbed, um, I think I grabbed magnets and keychains and All right, I'm going to magnify uh, a little bit here. I'm going to take a look. Yeah. A little bit yeah, of sand, nice. uh-huh. yeah. A little bit of s- sand from the Palawan beach. I don't know. They had alligators. I didn't know what that was. Alligators. You got alligators here or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> but they're all handmade. Oh, I got a, I got an alligator head from Florida. Oh really? Yeah, a real one? Yummy. Yeah, they can be like oh. this big, or they can be that mm. big, or that mm. big. Yeah. 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 Seashells. Yep. This is keychains that look like a pencil or something. Mm-hmm. But I bought a little boat which was handcrafted and it's meticulous. It's it's kind of on the bottom, you can't see it. Oh, <clears throat> or is that a chair? I don't know what that is. But yeah, they, they like they do woodwork stuff. Mm-hmm sketching and everything so really nice nice. yeah so oh nice van yeah that's that's, yeah that's the van so it's with other tourists uh leaving the uh, airport so their vehicles are a little bit different you see models that you don't see in the u.s i like i don't normally see this kind of van it's a toyota no this is this is not even in the u.s this this type of model 
yeah, that model. So I, I, it, if you watch the Godzilla movies, it's still, you ever watch old movies like Godzilla? They got, they, it's, it's got that Asian shape, like the, that style to it. Um, but it's funny because, um, this, he, the driver parked and I fell asleep. Majority of the people fell asleep in the van Mm -hmm. and he was nowhere to be seen and he left the car running. And he parked it. He parked it right in front of this, um, this like little stop by restaurant um, where you can eat food. And he was over there eating with the other drivers. So I get out and I'm like, because I had to use the bathroom. I'm like, I walked up to him and say, "Hey, uh, you know, are we supposed to eat now?" <laughs> <laughs> so he was. He wasn't too uh, informative of what we were stopping for, but we just had to figure things out. But maybe it was because he didn't really speak English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so most of the passengers, including yourself, uh, were asleep, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he didn't want to bother anybody, so he just went to eat. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like just a typical normal day for him. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I'm like, man, I got to use the bathroom, and I'm hungry, man. You should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. Nice picture. Yeah, so that's from the outside of the... There was like this mountain cliff right next to the hotel. Mm-hmm. If you look down, you know, on the bottom, there's traffic going on with the tricycles and... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I, I'm... Um, for the first time, I flew my drone, like, extremely high because the mountains are high. Uh-huh. But it's it's so unnerving. I just I just got my drone, and and the reason why it's unnerving because I invested in a drone uh, about eight years ago, and the, I flew it one time, and then flew it a second time. I guess the technology was still new. It yeah. never came back. It actually, the drone flipped upside down, and it flew off, and it flew above kids that were playing oh, soccer, uh-huh. and I was trying to kill it. I said, I don't care about the drone. I care about the safety of it's a it's a it's gonna chop someone's head off. <laughs> and and these and this drone was huge. It was a big one. Um, and then it flew off to nowhere. And I'm thinking, like, man. Then I ha- was, ever since how I how much was your drone? You know, when they first came out, they were like twenty five hundred. Like, hmm. it, it wasn't a DJI one. I forgot the company. But yeah, it just it was one of those things where holy crap, I might cause an accident. And who knows where that drone flew? It could it could land in the middle of the highway and cause people to crash. It's just mm-hmm. one of those thoughts like when So ever since I ne- I kind of avoided flying drones. <laughs> so I said, "You know what? I got to get out of my comfort zone. It, you know, technology's better. This drone's a little small drone. It's compact. The quality is amazing. It's easy mm-hmm. to pack and yeah, I, after that, I didn't have any fear. I think I it, it it was gone. I think the part, and you probably feel the same way, like when you don't know where it went, and you're just relying on what you're seeing on the screen. <laughs> that's exactly and it's like, how I felt when I showed you when I showed you that first video when I was in like in yeah. the forest area. That's when I yeah. lost it, and I had you know return to home button. Yeah, you start you start like ah, oh, we're. I start feeling the disoriented. Line, Yes, and it's like where, um, 
left, right. You know, it's just like you don't know. You, you're trying to look yeah. for landmarks. Like, I think that's where I am. But then, of course, you got the maps. You can really yeah. navigate and, and go to. But there was one time when the wind was a little bit rough. Mm-hmm. And it and I hit go return to home. It yeah. said uh, I'd have to I have to return to home manually because it was so windy. Mm. <laughs> so then I switched from the visual part to the map, and I just kind of pointed I I pointed the arrow to go towards the dot where I was, and just kept going that way until things settled down, and and then and the return to home kicked in again. Yeah. And it, yeah, when you're you're a newbie, it's it's unnerving until. But I, I think I'm getting a little bit a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Flying, you just got to remember. I think the safest place for a, a drone is to be high. Yeah. Because when you're low, you've yeah, got free from all that distraction. Yes, it's wires. it's more it's more safe to be up in the sky high where there's yeah. nothing than trying to navigate through trees and mountains mm-hmm. and. But I love it. I mean, I mean, it's it's changed since uh, the first drone I got. You know, it's very intuitive. You can you can lock on an object and and do camera moves that would take uh, a lot of practice to do on your own if you did it manually. So yeah, I like it. It's pretty cool. I think I'm gonna we're gonna have to fly drones together when I go to Chicago, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I maintain the um, the visual line of sight. So every time uh-huh. I look at my drone, it has to be like right in front of my eyes, and I can still see it. Like I don't uh-huh. really want to take it too far anymore, but mm, I still see the mm. drone, so I try to I try to maintain that vision so that way I don't lose it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But the funny thing is when, of... yeah, when it go, when it's gone, it's like you can't you can't you don't see it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, like it's like it's like a yeah. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was flying over water here in Palawan, it went around some mountain somewhere. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it's somewhere on the other side of the island. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? Return to home. Come back. <laughs> and it, it flew. It flew over the boat. And I, I had to cancel return to home because it's not always accurate. It might land in the water. I had to let it land on the deck. So, and I didn't. And I didn't dare to fly it out uh, while the boat was moving because your return to home is going to be different. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a different spot, and you gotta you gotta update it if you're gonna. So, yeah, I'm still a uh, still new to this, you know, that kind of videography. <laughs> nice drinks, by the way. What is this drink? Oh, these this those were um when I went to the hotel, the lady asked, "Do you want anything to drink?" And I'm saying, "I'm really thirsty," and that's what they brought. Mm, what is that? <laughs> is that a, um papaya? I guess. Yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> just the little things that they do here. Oops. Yeah, you gotta you gotta come down here. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I wouldn't want to go alone. I'd rather like maybe go with a friend like yourself or something. Yeah, we gotta go together sometime yeah. in the future. There you go. That's the. Oh, the infinity infin, pool. So if you look in a far distance, that's the beach. Mm. And then the city is kind of in between the hotel and the beach, so there's a lot of nightlife right there on the coastline. Mm. Yeah. Nice. 
Yep, that's one of the islands. And that boat is probably another tourist company. You know, there's mm. so many, so many people from different countries coming here to visit. Yeah, but majority are Filipinos, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of yeah, weird. They're probably coming from different islands, right? They're probably coming from different parts of the island. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful yeah. picture there. It's clear. Yep. It is clear. Oh, I would love to go there one day. Right you will. It, it, it's going. it's one of the things you have yeah. to do. You know, when you can, you have that opportunity. And I and I would say the best time to go <clears throat> is probably the beginning of the year to maybe April or June. I think. Starting June, from what I heard, it's the rainy rainy season starts. Rainy season, uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. And the tickets aren't as high, too, during um beginning of the year, because by the time it's like June, July, August, that's when everyone's on vacation. So tickets are just triple. <laughs> hmm. It's not probably not worth it. Yeah. Another good capture. Yeah, imagine flying your flying drone over it. Yeah. Did you you got uh you got the drone capture of this? Over no, that was just my just no. probably my phone. Oh. I, I had I had probably I had a vlogging camera, mm -hmm. my drone, um I had a um action camera and the three sixty camera. All in my backpack. And the weird is, is trying to juggle all three because they all do different things. Uh -huh. So, and it can be nerve-wracking because I, I tend to, it's easy for me to, to like put something down and forgot I left it there. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was oh, always, beautiful. yeah, that's one of those things you, you find a, a, like a hole in the, in one and of the lock their, form. They take their, mm -hmm. um, they yeah. take their, uh, wow. Kayaking they take the yep. they take the kayak through that thing. Yeah. Uh huh. And they and they do have they do have uh, underwater rivers. Mm hmm. Yep. Long. I mean, big ones. So. Wow, those are pictures, <laughs> Dave. Oh, those those are nothing. Those are the ones I just grabbed uh, within yeah. ten minutes. Uh, I have <laughs> to really. I, I've got to show you the video of riding in the tricycle and the jeepney mm -hmm. and stuff so i i think i started gravitating towards let me let me capture things that aren't in america oh. um and i i think as a vlogger you could you can either create your dialogue in the moment while you're there which is which is a um something you have to learn to do or you could do it after you just go out and film b-roll footage get uh -huh. show and tell get you know, get a shot of what you're seeing, come back in the studio, get on your um, recorder, like your um, roadcaster, create that dialogue, uh -huh. and then put the, the pitch, pictures with your dialogue. You could do it that way without being seen. Yeah. Or you could take something like this, like a, like a podcast, and you can a turn this into a... Yes, yes, exactly, because everything I'm talking about, I have footage of it 
or pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I remember that I've done those things. So I'd highly, I, this, this trip has been one of uh, those therapeutic uh, healing um, times for me to, again, rediscover myself. I think that was the number one thing why I came here and, um, <clears throat> you know, to do um, some work also. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to come back to the U.S. and, and I, I'm going to uh, keep pushing. I can't just... Uh, I can't just sit on what I've been doing for the past 20 plus years, which is uh, filmmaking. You know, I've got to, uh, you know, we're always reinventing ourselves, right? You've got to find a new, new avenue and, and um, something that's going to make you wake up and jump. Right. Yeah, you can't just and, stay in the same place. You have to be like dynamic, you know, keep going. You do. Keep, keep because, building. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things I remember when I first started getting into video and film, I, you would not see me without a camera in my hand. And anytime I woke up, that's all I talked about. And if you did talk about it, I was super excited about it. In time, it, it's, slightly, it's slightly your priorities change. You know, you go through life and then it kind of takes yeah. a little bit of a back burner. It's kind of like you've seen it and done it all. And when you get to that point, you've got to find another angle you know, um, I, I started my my um, passion, um, one, in, in video making, but then it, it went into wedding videography, which I did that for a good amount of years. And that's what allowed me to afford the things I needed to afford to continue that passion. I never chose to be a wedding videographer, but it was just one of those things that was in demand. I got burned out from that, and then... You know, um, life got in the way, and um, now I'm returning. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like, you know, the Philippines is is going to be the answer for me. But let me let me come over here and 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 uh, rediscover myself. And 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 it, and it, yeah, it's it's started a spark for me, and a lot wiser too. Yeah. You know, when you're a lot older. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's um, that's the number one thing, and and again, um, just just do what you love to do, uh, you know. Yeah. Just pursue your passions, like what you're doing with your podcasting. <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm still I'm still actually taken aback from this man. I'm still um, can't get over what I've uh, done this season. I remember yeah. it all started with these um, audio podcasts, and then I remember the, the video podcast when I first did it on um, season, mm -hmm. I think it was second season or third, no, second season, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. having you guys on, that was that was cool in itself, and I still watch that to this very day, the one where we start reminiscing. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah, oh, and, and yeah. My, my girlfriend gets to see that for the very first time, and she she absolutely loves the conversation. She loves how we all Really? Yeah. You know, there's there's a there's a relatable thing there because we we all grew up during the same time, and mm -hmm. you know the '90s and and everything, and and you know we're we're a lot older now, so we've got a lot to share. So um, I think that has a lot to do. And then ironically, the to, the we all had something relatable to talk about, which was uh, you know filmmaking, and it led to going out and filming it during the um, friendship film day. So. 
again, I was I was rusty at the moment. Like, oh man, I think I think I would do certain things differently to make the post production a lot more easier. But that's how you live and learn. You 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 practice and figure things out. But um, you know, going back to our parents, you know, our parents are we're, we're starting to get up there. Our parents are getting pushed, you know, and they're getting pushed into to to old age and. You know, it's it's common that you're starting to hear your friends losing their parents, but you did you did strike a nerve that, you know, that um, first generation Filipinos, which are which are our parents, who came here to America to get a better life, from what I'm seeing over here, which life here is beautiful, but yes, there's not a lot of opportunities here from what I've heard, but for them to, you know, leave their country and to find great opportunity in America is a, is a big feat. I can imagine not knowing English and being in a foreign country. Um, you know, and during that time, my dad joined the Navy in the 60s. He's probably had, you know, some discrimination to deal with from what I've heard, you know, from other uh, U.S. Navy fathers who joined the Navy. Um, and then our moms, they had to, they had to hold the fort down, right? So, you know, our dads would leave, you know, for for months at a time, and then we would be at home with, you know, mom, you know, from yeah. what I remember. And I remember my mom would go pick up my dad at the shipyard after like a six month deployment, and I was like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> that, was, that was our, our dad. So, you know, they did a lot of sacrificing, and you know, when when I come back here and bring my parents to the Philippines to come back to their roots because this is where they came from. They are happy mm-hmm. here because this is what they know. This is what they remember. And, and ironically, you know, they left when they were in their early thirties or maybe I think my dad left when he was in his thirties. That's still being a baby. That's young. He didn't even, he really didn't even have a chance to know his country, but he does know his country because when he comes here, yeah. he's familiar. But at the same time, 30 years is just like, it, it it goes quick. I, when he's here, he's not familiar with things that I'm discovering. Like, or it's so ironic how, like, I say, have you been to, have you been to Palawan, the island? He's like, no, I've never been there. It's almost like another foreign place. It's because you know he left when he was in his 30s. So yeah. for them to come back, I think it's it's refreshing for them. It's comfort for them, and at the same time, it's opening up my eyes, and. Um, it's making me happy that I'm allowing them to come back to their roots um, after sacrificing their lives to give me a life in America. And now that I'm coming back, I want to embrace, you know, where they live and, and rightfully, you know, I'm Filipino American and and um, I want to know where I come from. I want my kids to I'm going to bring my kids here, too, you know, and, and it would be an eye opener for them to. Um, yeah see a different perspective of how people live and why not the philippines so that was yeah that was quite the sacrifice on your father you know on your father's part yeah yeah was was your dad in the navy yes he was and he Mm -hmm. um he signed up and Mm -hmm. he went to boot camp in san diego i believe was 1967 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then he went back to the philippines married my mom and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. later they went to Japan. That was his one of his first assignments was going to Japan, and that's where I was born. I was born in Jakuska. 
And really? Then, wow. And then we went off to Korea uh, after a mm-hmm. few years, and then we mm-hmm. settled down in Norfolk. Yeah, that's just, um, you know, you know, as a kid, you don't really care about what they did. You just know you're living in America, and then as you get yeah. older, and you 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 become, you know, you're you're an adult, and you you kind of now look back and you appreciate what they did, because yeah. if it wasn't for their sacrifice. It, so that goes back to me being a filmmaker. I'm sorry, I got to plug my laptop before it dies. But going back as a filmmaker, I feel like that that generation of Filipinos, the first generation Filipinos, and I, and I know other Filipinos have migrated here in different ways. Nurses have come here to America because they wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. But I think the one area of how a lot of Filipinos have come here to the U.S. is, is our dads joined the U.S. Navy because they opened up the gates yeah. to allow um, you know recruitment back in the day. And my dad, you know, from that backstory, my dad, from what I heard, he had to go through tests, and it was a competition. You know, he had friend, he had a friend who, who um, was as smart as he was, but he didn't, he didn't make the cut. And then my dad made the cut, and um, I can imagine how stressful that is just to be like, I need to, I need to uh, do this because I want to, I want to get out of here, <laughs> and to have a bigger, you know, bigger opportunity in life. So, you know, now seeing my dad, he's a lot more frail and, you know, I remember when he was um, pretty sharp back in the day, you know, I can imagine he was probably one sharp guy, aggressive to get what he wanted for his life. And now I appreciate what he did because I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have the opportunities, um, what I have today, if, if, if our parents didn't do what they had to do. You know, so for me, I'm trying to find maybe a project that can encapsulate that story. Yeah. You know, in a way, and there's going to come a point in time when that story is going to be harder to to tell. Yeah. It has to be told, and it's going to have to come from the source, like Mm -hmm. our, you know, like the people. Yeah. Yes, because if it doesn't, then it's going to have to come from us, and it's not going to be as powerful. I think it needs to be a mixture of both. I think you need to hear how how our parents, what they had to do and from their own words to how we feel about it, you know. So I'm, I'm seeing some sort of document. And, and I've always, this is something I always wanted to do. I see some sort of documentary capsulizing that because, you know, not to be pro-Filipino, I think it would be a wonderful project to work on and to collaborate with other people who can make it happen so that um, the next generation of Filipinos like my own kids can really see why they're here, you know, <clears throat> and at the same time inspire other cultures because migrating to the U.S. is a cultural, it's, it's, it's similar in some different ways, but hopefully, you know, my dad's story or anyone's story who's, who was in the U.S. Navy that came here can inspire Italians or other cultures to say, wow, my, my dad did that too in a different way, but I can relate to it. So again, I don't want it to be some kind of film that's pro-Filipino, but something that's uh, humanly um, relatable in a sense. Yeah. So I know I can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Do you have a lot mm-hmm. of, um, you know, like old videotapes in your archives that show your parents? Yes, I got that yeah. and as well as our our friends do too. See, I'm sure you have. Just to, just to put all that together, man. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think... I think the key uh, trick to telling the story is to, because I know you can't tell everybody's story, because yeah. I, I did I did a couple years ago uh, put it out there that I was interested in creating a project like this, mm-hmm. um, but the problem is I started getting floods of emails saying, oh, my dad could be the one who could talk about it, and then, so everyone has a story, but it's somewhat similar and relatable, but you've, you've got to find, you've got to find that ideal uh, either family or person who um, father who can tell their story that's going to be universally relatable to all not only all Filipinos but the entire world yeah. who watches it. So, <clears throat> so Sometimes you just got to <clears throat> narrow it down. You do, and I and I know Filipinos they want yeah. to tell theirs, and you know you don't want like a five hour documentary of everyone telling their yeah. side of what. You kind of want to hone it down, <laughs> so that that's going to take some management and and probably um, probably some um, just like making a movie. You're going to have to mm-hmm. screen people, or yeah. you're going to have to do um, you know maybe um, maybe I could set up something where they can do a one minute uh, story about who they are and 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 find that ideal couple to do the documentary about you know. First generation Filipinos, so <clears throat> you know we all know this. Cool. Mm-hmm. What would be cool if they do um, have um, you know featured um, individuals for this mm-hmm. uh, thing? But then mm-hmm. also at the same time, it would be cool too if you put those that didn't made the cut, put them into extras. Mm-hmm. You know, little, mm-hmm. Yeah, little featurettes. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You you know, with with social media now, you can do little splurts yeah. of you know, you can showcase different pocket stories, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you you pre plan, and and I've and my friends have told me, other filmmakers have told me, there there are three stages of telling a story. You've got the the portion where you've got to write it and plan it, and then you got to film it. And gather the materials like the pictures and the archival yeah. stuff, and then the last part is the editing. So the editing is really it, it can go in mer- different variables. It can end up completely different than what you envisioned when you've written it. So the whole process is is um, it's it's kind of uh, unpredictable, but you kind of stay in the same. You kind of stay within the same. You don't start making an action movie when you started off with the. <laughs> So it, you never know. You never know until you get the footage what you're going to end up really doing with it on the back end. So there might be room to make multiple things out of it once you gather that stuff. So, but I know the story of Filipino dads coming to America. It's it, it's it's a fact. It happened, just like the story of how the Titanic sank. So you yeah. can you can. You can be bland about it and just tell the story like, okay, our dads came to America, blah, 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 and it's predictable. But the second story you need to tell is you've got to find someone who has a story that's outside of migrating to the Philippines. It could be as simple as 
I don't know, it could be a love story. Maybe it could be an, a, a father who decided that he needed to go back to the Philippines and pick up his wife after he joined the Navy, blah, blah, blah. So you need that, you need that unpredictable story that's going to make people yeah. want to watch while you're telling the facts of, you know, how the floodgates open for Filipino dads to join the yeah. Navy and what they had to go through. So the, the, yeah. the themes yeah. might be the same, you know, about, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about their beginnings, but yeah. each one of them has a certain perspective. Yes. Yeah. Different from the other. Yes. And so that's probably uh, what we want to capture. Yeah. You've you've got you've got to narrow and find who who mm. whose story needs to whose story is just really out there that diamond in the rough. Right. Like man, that dad and that mom and that family needs to tell mm -hmm. tell their story that has nothing to do with migrating to the U.S. The story of how he struggled or whatever, something tragic happened within this story or how he went back to the Philippines to pick up his wife. But at the same time, he joined the Navy, you know, joining the Navy back in the... So it's part, it's part factual, but it's part... There's another layer to it. So when, you, when I talk about the Titanic, which is a perfect example, the Titanic story is there. Everyone knows what happens. Yeah. If you told that story alone, no one's going to watch the movie because they're like, oh, we know what's going to happen and it's going to sing. But because they add that second layer of Jack Rose and yeah. that other character, they created a fictional story that was on top of the Titanic story. Of a real event, yeah. A real, yeah, a real event. You know, it's not, it's, not a, it's not a real story, but that's what drove the backbone of the movie. And I think that's the same thing that's going to have to ha sort of happen with, with, um, with telling the story of... of you know, a Filipino dad coming to the U.S. So that's screening, finding out who who needs to, t you know, tell me tell me who you are and what you've done and what happened to you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to take some collaboration. It's going to take some podcasting to promote it. Yeah. It's going to take it's going to take you know um, someone who's likable, someone who wants to be on camera too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of elements that's going to formulate and make something like this work. Now, you're not guaranteed it's going to be a hit at the end, but you want to increase your chances by making sure, you know, you're not casting somebody who doesn't want to talk about it. Like, there's a difference. Like, yeah. Or someone who, I mean, I hate to say it, if their English is not the best, you know, that could be, a de that could be, that's not going to work. They can't. They can't communicate right. It's <laughs> <laughs> so it's stuff like that. You've got to, as a producer, make sure everything is is all the ducks are in the row when you're because you yeah, know at the end of the day, yeah, you want this thing to end up on. <laughs> it's going to take a lot. It of is. You're going to have to translate that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to take a lot of work, regardless, to produce something like this. But at the end of the day, it's going to be timeless. You know, historians mm -hmm. might watch it. Kids. Our kids and grandkids' kids are going to watch it. It's going to be something at least um, whoever's part of it can say that, you know, they left something behind. Yeah. Um, and it's something you can be proud of. And, and, you know, what a way to be, um, you know, can you imagine something being on Netflix that you produce? It's like, oh, I produced that. <laughs> you know, we produced it, and, and, and that could be an accomplishment. Um, and it could be, I don't know, might end up flying back to the Philippines to, to show it, you know? 
So the Filipinos here will be like, wow, I didn't know dad's, you know, left to go to America. You know, let them see our perspective. And then, you know, uh, we can show it uh, San Diego and, and, and different cities where there's high populations of Filipino, Philam American families. So one thing leads to the other. So, but it's not an easy feat. That's, that's all I know. It's, I can't do it alone. And it takes collaboration with people like you and other filmmakers yeah. to, to make it happen. So, yeah, it's I a dream. We have to, yeah. we definitely have to put Hampton Roads on the map. You know, uh, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. stories that come from mm -hmm. California because I know the, the largest concentration of Filipinos, yeah. you know, yeah. are from California and then, you know, Philippines yeah. are just within reach there. But when you're, when you're talking about Hampton Roads, man, the yeah. story needs to yeah. be told. I mean, there's a lot of us now, yeah. but at the same yeah. time, you really, you really want to talk about, you know, mm -hmm. our generation and our parents because, you know, this is pretty mm -hmm. much what, what set the bar, you know. They were, they were yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the pioneers, you can say, um, you know, they paved the way. Well, that's, that's where it comes from. I mean, that's the yeah. foundation of why we are here and why, mm -hmm. you know, that's one. I mean, like I said, it's not just, you know, um, Filipino dads joining the military that got us here. But, you know, that's just one little nugget yeah. of how we got here. Um, that's the only, only thing I know because that's how I saw it. I lived it. I, you know, I was a military brat. So I can easily tell that story. But you're right. Hampton Roads, um, why not? You know, why not use Hampton Roads as a, as a hub to say this is where it came out of? Um, now, with media and technology now, um, yeah. what I've learned, you don't need to be living in L.A. To, to do some big stuff. I mean, you literally could be in your bathroom on a laptop with a camera Editing, it doesn't matter where you are. You can, you can, you can make a noise. You can make noise and share, share what you have to share from any part of the world, you yeah. know. And where it comes from, yeah, that's a plus. That would be like, yeah, that came from Hampton Roads, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then, and then you got supporters there, and 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 um, you know, yeah, that would be a great thing for it to be coming out of uh, Virginia, yeah, Virginia Beach, or. <laughs> By the way, Dave, on a non-related note, mm -hmm. I gotta show you again that uh, that drone video. My very first drone video. I still gotta show okay. you that, man. Okay. We'll look, we'll look at it. Uh, we'll look mm -hmm. at it again. Tell me what mm -hmm. you think. Here we go. Oh, I'm gonna try to play it. Ooh, cool. Nice. And then, of course, I put some footages from my phone in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm going to have to learn off of you. The storm. Mm -hmm. Now, did you, when you were on the boat, did you have the, follow the boat, or did you, were you daring enough? Oh, no, this was just straight-out camera work here oh, from my phone. Oh. I didn't want to put the drone out there, although my girlfriend told me to. Hmm. See, that one, I just let the drone do its thing right How, there. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. the finale where everyone says bye. Yeah. And it goes all the way up in the air. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it is. You get this. You know, I, I think the drone has its purpose. It allows you to see. Um, it, 
it's, it, it creates establishing shots. That's what it basically uh -huh. does. It establishes where you are. So if you were to go, you know, where, if you were at that gathering and all you brought was your camera hmm. and you just started filming around, you know, your limitations would be where you are around the house or around the, the lake, you don't feel the grand of where you really are. And you need to, as a storyteller, you need to let people know where you are and that's establishing yeah. shots so if you notice in movies and it's it's always quick they'll show a wide shot of new york and then it's an mm -hmm. interior shot of people talking so now yeah. you know that's in new york so mm -hmm. and then and and they use those uh establishing shots to separate um sequences so mm -hmm. you might be from new york and then it'll show a shot of sh chicago a wide shot of chicago and then it's it's two people talking so yeah. it, it's, it creates establishing shots. But it's very cinematic when you are flying a drone because you can do these moves that you, normally back in the day you would have to have a crane. They call it a crane where the camera's yeah. on a crane. And you can go up, down, left, right, and it's nice and smooth. But now, really, you don't need a, you don't need a crane. You, your drone is actually can go higher than a crane. And, and you can really do these really nice... Um, cinematic type moves you can yeah you can push you that, that larger than life feel that big budget mm -hmm. look yes yes it, it's it's like the salt and pepper for your mm -hmm. your your sequences so um <clears throat> especially if you're going somewhere where you know like i said i have to go fly a drone in the philippines because i i can film everything but if they can't see and mm -hmm. feel the grand of you know the the mountains then you're not going to really feel like you're there so again I, I i got a 360 camera a drone and then the um my vlogging camera two vlogging cameras i got one vlogging camera which is an action camera and um i don't have it here but it's it's really cool but that's less noticeable and then i have a regular um a sony camera which is a little bit bigger better in low light so um that's that all fits in a backpack because <laughs> the first time I came here to the Philippines I brought everything and everything and it was just a I, I actually wasn't proficient because the equipment weighed me down and you're more likely gonna lose something when you're on the go when yeah. you're trying to manage all kinds of equipment by yourself so got to keep it simple and um, light as <laughs> possible so by the yeah. way, Dave, did yeah. you ever uh, do like drone shots like at inside the home? You ever done that? No, not yet. I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> All right, let me let me just show you some of the shots that we've that I've taken mm -hmm. using a drone. Like this one's a drone shot. Wow. Now, did you handhold the camera? I mean, your drone and took a picture. Yeah, I was. Or did yeah, you, was, was it actually was, hovering? Yeah. yeah, I was actually Ooh. holding the. I'm holding it. Actually, it was flying. Mm -hmm. It was suspended, mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. just. I just hit the button on the uh, remote. Mm. So, let's see what Gosh, else. you know D DJI, that that uh -huh. company, man, they, they're like. They're like on fire. They 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 take like seventy percent of the drone market in the uh -huh. whole entire world. Oh yeah. <laughs> And rightfully, because their stuff is good. I mean, compared to, I, I jumped on the drone market right when it started. 
And I shouldn't have done that because the technology wasn't good. And, and, and I know why my drone flew off is because it was near a cell tower. But um, it had no features that, you know, the DJI drones have today at the fraction of the cost compared to to what I spent on my first drone. So Look how sharp but, this uh, image is. Yeah, it looks like um, it's well lit, too. Yeah. It's like... Like a, yeah, it's actually from outside. There, it's mostly like glass on the mm -hmm, to the right mm -hmm. of us. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, on the, where we're standing, it's like to the right of me. There's a whole lot of mm -hmm. light emanating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the monochromatic colors. Yes, I noticed that it's got that uh, white. Yeah, mostly, kind of, it, but yeah, silver, white, black. Yeah, and and you guys pop in the center because you guys are completely. Like your different colors. Yeah. That's another Man. drone capture there. The kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Yeah. I got... <laughs> looking above. <laughs> were, you, were you nervous the first time going really oh, high? Yeah. And... I was really nervous. You know, you, when you watch that first drone yeah. video... Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness, when it was flying right there and you just see a whole bunch of forest, I didn't even know where it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, gone. Where did, where did it go? Yeah. Like, well, you don't know if you're going to crash. And... Mm -hmm. But you eventually get comfortable with it. It's yeah, funny. I get comfortable even more when I did it in, when I did it in Florida mm -hmm. and when I did it in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man. It got more comfortable. I just got to keep mm -hmm. practicing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I, I really thought I was going to lose it. When I, when I put it out there in the water, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I mm -hmm. hope it doesn't go down. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know what's so cool? If, if you lose signal or, your, let's say, your, your transmitter dies or something, it'll come back. Mm, yeah. That's, that's how they have it. So that, that's a peace of mind for me. So um, I'm thinking, okay, well, if something happens, it's going to come back. Because, like you, I was like, I don't know where it went. It's on the other side of the mountain somewhere. <laughs> but my finger was on that return to home. Let me hit return to home if I'm not feeling easy right now. <laughs> and restart. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, so... I got to show you this one, Dave. Mm -hmm. This is when the, the uh, park police caught me <laughs> filming. Oh. Mm. And, of course, I know in some places they're not allowed to have drones, mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, here I was testing the drone, going all mm -hmm. out, trying to see if it could home in on me as I'm moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, here I am moving. You see me right there in the middle. Oops, I didn't share it yet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hit share. Okay, let's, okay, here we go. There I am walking. Mm -hmm. Drone's following my every move. <laughs> The cop's about to approach me in a in a moment. <laughs> I still filmed it anyway. And there he is. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm sorry, but and he was asking you out here. That's what he said to me. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, okay. 
Yeah, as, as long as you admit it, like, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I only got stopped once over here in the Philippines because it was near an airport. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it's, it's... Was he nice about it? Oh, yeah. He was just a young yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun things to use. I think I'm, I'm going to, when I get back home, I'm going to practice as much as I can. I think I just want to get proficient at it and comfortable. Yeah. And the drones are getting a lot cheaper than they have ever been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah fun. there's, 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 it's fun. You got drone haters. Uh-huh. You got haters. drone haters too. People are like, you know, you're going to fly that thing here. You know, <laughs> I got my privacy. I'm like, what? And, and like I said, I have, I have, uh, I, I, I had to be really stealth when I came here to back to the Philippines to film like in public places. Hmm. So I think the uh, 360 camera did it and my, um, much smaller camera. I have to check. I, don't have it here. I think it's. Can you wait for one second? I'll find it. Sure. My camera. Okay, hold on. Wow, that must be the traffic over there in in Manila. I'm assuming. Well, guys, if you're watching this podcast right now, I am talking with my friend uh, Dave. He's actually my guest here for. Uh, today it's morning over there and it's evening over here okay back to dave yep so i got this is the same company it's insta 360 so i got this camera mm-hmm. it's like a, it's a so if you look at it it's got a uh, flip screen oh, so nice. it's perfect for vlogging but here's the coolest thing about this thing right here i'm going to turn it on so you can take the camera out this right here. Mm-hmm. So it's even a lot smaller. This is all waterproof. So um, I, I have the mounts. I don't know where I put them. Oh, here they are. Right here. No, they're not. I don't know where I put it. But anyways, you can mount this as magnetic. You can put it on a on a fridge. Um, you can you can. There's a thing here. You can mount it right here. You can mount it on your hat. Um, while at the same time you're monitoring it from. You can mount it on the outside of a car, and you can be watching. Mm-hmm. So, this has been this has allowed me to film without being noticed. This right here, so and it snaps back in. That. So it's a good vlogging camera. Let's see. How much? How much you got it for? I got this on Amazon during the. They had that Prime sale, or mm-hmm. Prime. Yeah, so it was like under four hundred. For this, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's mag it's got a magnetic. It's like that. It's got a little tripod thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I could I I you know um, there's like I said you wear a necklace thing and there's a mount behind your shirt because it's mm-hmm. magnetic, and then sometimes I'll mount it here and just walk around the mall and then I'm watching. My point of view, POV. I could be talking to somebody and getting them on camera, and they don't even know it. I'll let them know, but it's—I don't know. It's just—it's just made things easier. And then I even—I uh, think I mounted this on the bumper of the uh, 
the uh, tricycle and got that perspective. Mm -hmm. While I was inside a tricycle, I could see what I was getting with this. So, yeah, little small action camera. Action vlog camera. Mm. So, yep. Nice. <laughs> so this company's Insta360. This one, this one, you could just hold it up and it's getting everything around you. You can hold a, you hold a stick and you can replicate drone shots if you're not allowed to fly a drone it, mm -hmm. and just walk around and it just... It's not only getting things in front of you, it's getting things like it looks like there's a camera hovering over your head and capturing you walking. And I think I've stuck it in different angles and things I wouldn't be able to capture. You know, um, I think I jumped off the boat and I held it in front of me with the stick. So not only did I get everything in front of me, I did a, I could do a 360 of me flying and then I'm splashing into the water. It's just crazy. But I've seen videos on YouTube where the person jumps and the person throws this. Uh -huh. they, they throw it next to the jumper. And again, it doesn't matter where it's pointed. It's going to capture, capture the action. So it's a, it's, a good, um, it's a good camera to have when you're, when you're trying to film on your own. So this, so this, this, my phone and my drone and I have a Sony point-and-shoot for all my vlogging <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah yeah the fun things of uh, filmmaking now the quality is not as good as if you brought a like an SLR and everything but that's that yeah. you sacrifice for um, um, convenience you know and you got to be very you know you got to be convenient and light and nimble when you're on the go especially if you're running around yeah uh you know the city and stuff so um i learned my lesson the first trip i came here i like i said i brought i brought my three slr cameras my big tripod <laughs> i'm like man this is just too hard to carry you can't you can't carry this stuff inside a jeepney you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> and then you don't bring it because it's too heavy, so you leave it behind. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now you, now you <laughs> go lightweight, but at the same time, you got all the awesome technology still with you. Yes, and and you know what? When when I started, bigger cameras meant you had better quality, which is true. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, these smaller cameras now—they're shooting in high quality. You sometimes oh, can't yeah. tell. You you can't tell the difference between, I mean look at the, look at the drones. They got the little camera on it. I mean you yeah. look at the footage, it's like man, was that shot on some high end production camera? You can't tell the difference between a pinhole camera from a camera that has like a you know a three thousand dollar lens on it. So which one are you going to carry? A, a a five pound camera? Or are you going to carry one that's that you can put in your pocket? <laughs> and get the shot because you're not going to intimidate who you're filming either too yeah. you know because you know i can carry this around but if i brought my slr there's always a reaction like oh you're taping me <laughs> like yeah. and then i'm going to get caught by authorities like hey you shouldn't be filming here blah 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 so you have to be very stealth and i think there's that's an art form in itself 
It's how to be stealth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I got all my stuff around. Oh yeah, here's here's the pole that goes onto this. So, <clears throat> so you can stretch it out. So here's the cool thing: when you hold this in front of mm -hmm. you, this pole disappears. You don't see it in the shot. It's gone. Oh wow! This because there, there's a stitch line, so it, it disappears. So now you've got this hovering 360 camera capturing you and everything around you. So in the editing process, you can actually pan wherever you want, you know, up, down, below, whatever. And as you hold this in front of you and you're walking, it's almost like a camera guy is taping you as you're walking in around the city. And again, it's capturing you, everything above, left and right. So, and then if you hold it up like this straight and you're walking, it's getting a, you can get a down angle. Yeah. You would think like, did a drone follow you through the mall? <laughs> like, no. It's just had this, and I could, I could hold it like this, like just incognito like this. Yeah. But the people behind me don't know I'm taping them. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. It's a, it's a new toy and I think I'll be using this more often depending on the so I'll, I'll show you the footage I, I sent you two two shots I hope you can play those so so we got Ubi here with oh, the nice. Ubi with the, <laughs> with the Ubi yeah yeah man so what do you think was this an okay podcast <laughs> yeah, a podcast very informative uh, mm, you know, we touched okay. on a lot of things mm-hmm this I is can't one of wait the to first see times that. that I had a deluxe podcast in a while. So oh I yeah, a, I always call this a deluxe podcast if it ever goes over an hour. So uh, I, I hope I, I delivered something oh, you yeah. can use. I hope oh. I wasn't, uh, you know, I bland. Had, I haven't had this in a long time, so I'm just very grateful for really? the fact that I'm getting the chance to talk to you, the mm. man himself. You know, mm. I'm I'm running on uh, like uh, less than two hours of uh, sleep, so I hope. I, usually I'm more enthusiastic, but hopefully, you know, it's it's still delivered, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we got to come, you know, one day, you know, you got to take an opportunity to come down here and anyone yeah. who hasn't visit. Yeah, come down here and, and see the country. I know, yeah. and then it does cost money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in your lifetime, if you get that opportunity, come and see where your parents came from. It's it's mind-boggling, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be coming here again anytime soon, other than if my parents ask me to help them come yeah. down here. But <laughs> I think my brother is going to do that. He's going to take tur we'll take turns because they come here every every year. Or so, mm. we'll see. <laughs> I think I need to go visit Europe or something, something different. <laughs> hey, when was the last time you came by uh, Illinois? That was back in 2000, before I got married, probably like 2002, 2000. Okay. Yeah, 2002. Yeah. yeah. Check out Chicago again. It's been a while. Short yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Let's, let's make a plan for me to come down there. You know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not as far as you think. I just drove to New York and back, and it, was, it felt like nothing. So I was looking on the map, like you know, you're kind of more on the west. I mean, it's not it's not a bad drive, mm -hmm. you know. It's maybe like a 
a day and a half or so. But it's, yeah, I'll drive down there or take a train. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe I'll do, a, it'll give me an opportunity to vlog and walk around and, and go back to, again, that's part of my roots, Illinois. Oh, let me ask I, you I, this. I, mm -hmm. Have you ever been to, like, Aurora? Have you mm -hmm. been to Aurora? I probably have. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm eating. Movie, <laughs> the movie Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aurora. This is, yeah, this mm. is where the characters are from. Oh, and wow. And then there's Naperville. Have you went to Naperville? Or you know what? I, I just, yeah, Oak Brook I've been. I, the, the only places I've really stuck around back in the day in 1985 mm -hmm. was um, Glenview, Illinois, North Brook. And then if I did go far, I went to um, Six Flags, Great America. Oh, okay. Over there, I guess that was near yeah. Great Lakes area. So that's, that's the extent. And then there were occasions we went into the Chicago. Um, yeah. To visit Chicago and the Sears Tower. I think it was called the Sears Tower. Um, but I, I do have a lot of fond memories in, in Glenview, Illinois. I went to, uh, uh, you know, I went to a high school there, Glenbrook South High School, and I didn't realize, you know, that it was a pretty rich area, Glenview, because, you know, my classmates were pretty uppity. I, I was always wondering, like, why are they being pulled up in nice cars, you know? But I was the only Filipino out of thousands of, uh, you know, Filipinos that were going to school there back in the day. Um, so it was me and another Asian. I don't think he was even Filipino. Maybe I was the only Filipino there. <laughs> but the funny thing is I went back again um, when I had to go film a wedding in Chicago. And I went back and I, went, I walked into the school. It was nothing but Chinese it was majority Chinese and Asians oh, in that wow. school. Because what they did, they, they closed Glenview, Illinois, the base, mm -hmm. and they started developing new homes there. And I don't know, maybe maybe uh, Chinese or into IT or something. <laughs> but the, apparently, that's the majority of the community there was Chinese, mm. Chinese and Asians. So it was like weird, like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is. But I, I did live there when they were filming movies back in the day, like Breakfast Club, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I think they even Ferris filmed Bueller some stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, because I, I and there were some other movies like, like, hey, that's Northbrook, that's Northbrook, um, that's a Northbrook Mall. They filmed in there, and oh, and of they course they, they filmed um, scenes from um, the movie Weird Science over there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was familiar with the inside. Like, hey, that's, uh, I eat there all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I remember the cold weather there, the the winters. I remember when we were stationed in, in Cuba, Guantanamo, We moved. I moved there, I think, around November, December. I went from 80-degree 80, 80 weather to, like, sub-temperatures, sub you know, zero temperatures, and it was like a culture shock. And I remember looking out my window, and the snow was up to the window, second floor. I said, there's no way there's going to be school today. And I was, like, glad because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to go to school yeah. on the first day, you know. Yeah. You get that anxiety going to a new school. But the buses still showed up. I'm like, what the? I guess we're still. 
you know, they just know how to clear the streets over there. They got it down to a science. So, um, yeah, it's it's it was a nice place. Oh, I went to Springman Junior High also. Mm. Um, that's uh, another uh, junior high over there. But yeah, that's uh, I would love to go back to Chicago. That's where I learned how to drive. Uh-huh. Um, I got my license there, and I remember my instructor said, "You got to learn how to city drive." So we ended up driving into the city, Chicago, and I'm like, "Man, this is nerve wracking." And uh, I think we drove around the area. I don't know what city it is. The first McDonald's. Um, I remember seeing the McDonald's there. It's like a museum. It's I don't know which suburb that's in, but I remember it's driving around that McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. There's a McDonald's there. There's, yeah, where Ray Kroc, he uh, started that McDonald's chain. But there's a new McDonald's next to it. You got the museum, and then you got the new one. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so they said the McDonald's number one store museum was housed in a replica of the former McDonald's restaurant in Des Plaines, Illinois. That's it. Des Plaines. That's where I learned to drive. Mm-hmm. And then there was, uh, I remember going on field trips uh, to look at Frank Lloyd Wright's, mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah. He has some property that he, architecture stuff. So I remember we had to go visit his um, his homes and stuff and write a book report about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I love Chicago. I, I want to go back. You know, as an adult now, you can... You can go explore things. I remember Chicago. Uh, we went to. Um, I think it was. There's a mall there. I think, something pump or something. Pump. Uh, water tower. Water tower. That's it. Not yeah. A, yeah, water tower went there. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I'll come. I'll, so so here's the deal. I'll visit and then we'll. Uh, we'll do some uh, filming. Yeah. And and podcasting. Oh, yeah, I can even show day. you the areas of uncontrolled space in, in Chicago where you can film the drone, where, mm-hmm. where it's like it's totally uncontrolled, totally legal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> let's let's um, shoot for probably spring. I'll come yeah. and visit a yeah. road trip. That sounds good. You know, I'll drive over there. I should bring my kids with me. to, to And I'll, I'll show them where I grew up. And then I'll probably go to... Um, Six Flags. I'll take them to Six Flags or something. <laughs> cool. But hey, I got. I have to. I have to jet because um, we're gonna try. I'm. I'm gonna go meet some friends. I'm gonna go meet some friends. Uh, to um, we're gonna go visit um another location and try to see as much as we can before I have to get back on the plane on um Thursday. So. It's you know when you when you try to do stuff here in the Philippines, you've got a plan because a majority of it is driving. Yeah. So and so you got to pick one or two things to to do, and that's probably going to consume your entire day. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to try to get as much uh, footage, more footage as I can, while I'm out here. Yeah. Okay. All right, you but, go do that. Have lots of fun because I know it's going to fly by so fast. So you better make the the most of your time, and especially when it's fun. You know, it just just goes by yeah. so quick. But anyways, guys, yeah. um, thank you guys for watching. 
uh, mostly watching. I know listening is going to be a different thing, <laughs> but watching everything here yeah. with my friend Dave Allegre. Thanks for being my guest here tonight, making time. I know you had to uh, lose your hours of sleep for this one, but hey, <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it, right? It's worth it. Yes, it's so worth it. And we're on opposite time zone, so yes, we are. Uh, when I get back, when I get back, I'm going to have to readjust again. So, <laughs> yeah. But it's been a pleasure. You are uh, you. You are amazing. You're doing great things. You you, you are proof that persistence is everything. Um, you know, you're focusing on your lane, and that's what you should do. I'm fo focus only on you. Don't don't worry about competition. Worry about what you're doing, and just be consistent. And um, you know you don't have to be the best. You, consistency is 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 one of the keys of of uh, getting ahead in what you're doing. And then in time you'll be better at it. You'll get better and and you'll be the best. Oh yeah. You know. So you as well. Congratu congratulations to your your podcast thing, and I'm I'm glad I'm part of it. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Means so much coming yeah. from you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so thanks. You and easy. You know, God bless. You know, uh, yeah. safe travels back home, man. Okay. And you let me know when you're in Hampton Roads, okay? Oh, definitely. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. Okay, John. Okay. You right. take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.